question, uh, maybe anything about missions conference or anything, or just uh, any questions that anybody might have this morning as we get started. Anybody? Man, Miss Donna. Yes. <laughs> Isn't that great? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's, that was really neat to see. Both uh, Sunday when the, um, the Tackett kids sang and then the Sakelli kids singing, uh, that was really special to, to hear them uh, singing stuff. So praise the Lord for that. Amen. All right. Yeah, Miss Allison. Correct. Those four that we came in, we don't currently support. Usually when, usually when we have our missions conference, we try to bring in missionaries that we don't support. That way our church can really kind of get to know them through, that, through the missions conference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like, um, so once we collect the faith promise cards, right, um, I think right now... Um, Wednesday night, when we totaled everything up, we were right at $100,000 for next year. Um, since then, that's gone up to 105. We're at 105 right now. Um, I know there might be some that may come in today or throughout this week or whatever. Um, and so we'll, we'll total those up uh, also. Um, but then that kind of gives us an idea. So once we figure that out, that gives us an idea of what we need to do for missions for next year. Um, so we'll figure out if we can raise some of the missionaries that we currently support. Um, we've always tried to do that every year to raise um, some of the ones that we still support at 50, try to raise them up to 100, and then to take on new ones, we take them on at 100. Um, so that's one of the reasons why we do the Faith Promise cards. It kind of helps us to get an idea of what is going to come in for next year. Um, and then that shows us what we can do if we can, um, if we can take on new missionaries or raise some of the other ones. Um, so if, if the amount were to decrease, right, um, then we probably wouldn't be able to take any new ones on or to increase. We'd probably just, main, we'll, we'd just be maintaining, basically. Um, but if it increases, then we're able to take on new ones and we're able to raise the other ones as well. So what we'll do um, as, we, as those come in till the end of this month, then in December, we'll look at that, what all is there, see how many missionaries we're able to take on. And then in our January business meeting, that's when we put the missionaries on there um, that we can either take on for support or also raise. So again, we always try to raise some of those that we support. So in our January business meeting, um, that's when the church votes on to take on new missionaries and things. Does that make sense? Oh, that's a good question. Um, How do you decide... If we can only take on like one or two, how do you decide which ones to take on? That's a really good question. I'm very thankful that that has never had to happen before. <laughs> um, we haven't had to do that, but um, I guess we would probably look and see, um, you know, like if, so let's just say for example, again, let's hope this doesn't happen, but so there are four missionaries that we had come in, right? Um, and let's just say we're only able to take on two of those missionaries that we had come in. So we would probably look and see, well, are there any that are already fully supported? Um, so like, let's just say like the Clowers. The Clowers are, they have like 95% of their support, so they're almost there. In fact, they're leaving in January. Um, and so we'd say, well, maybe we'll try to support some of the other ones who don't have 
their full support yet and try to help them. Um, it's, that's, that's a hard thing to do, right, to decide. Uh, that's one of the reasons why for a couple years, missionaries would call and, and I would, you know, hear the missionaries, you know, hey, I'd like to get a meeting and things. And uh, it was just really hard for me to have to tell them, you know, we can't have, have you in. Because literally, I would get, you know, three, four, five phone calls a week of missionaries wanting to come in for meetings. And uh, it was just really hard for me knowing what they're going through as a missionary, having had raised support myself. Um, and so I'm very thankful that um, now our, our secretary, Leah, uh, church secretary, she kind of takes the phone calls and things. Um, she doesn't tell them no, but she does tell them, you know, we kind of have a process, um, send us your information, uh, and then when we schedule missionaries, we'll go through and see which ones we're going to have come in. Um, but it's, it's difficult because you want to you be able to help everybody, you know. Uh, obviously, we want to get the gospel out, but... Um, we only have so much funds that come in, and so we can only support so many. Um, so it is, it makes it difficult. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like we already took on uh, the Belingets. Remember the Belingets? They came earlier in the year. We already took them on for support um, because as we were looking at our, what was coming in, we were good, so we were able to take them on. Um, the, uh, the, the Gamires that were just here are going to Nepal. You know, we'd love to be able to take them on for support as well. Um, so it's not just the ones that we have in the missions conference. Um, we, that's when we try to bring in new ones, um, and that way our folks can get to know them. But even the ones that we have throughout the rest of the year, um, we want to be able to take them on as well. Any other questions or anything? Doesn't have to be about the missions conference. All right. Any questions about the Bible or anything? Anybody have a question? All right. How many remember the question we were looking at two weeks ago before the missions conference? We were like, we were looking at a question before the missions conference? What was that? Anybody remember? Nobody remembers the question? All right, it was, in, uh, it was in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. I bet you'll remember when we get to it. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, he says, There any of you have a matter against another, go to law before the unjust and not before the saints. That's the one, yeah, that's the question, right, yes. Um, Do ye not know that the saints shall judge the world, and if the world shall be judged by you, are ye unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Know ye not that we shall judge angels, how much more things that pertain to this life? If then ye have judgments of things pertaining to this life, set to them to judge who are least esteemed in the church, I speak to your shame. Is it so that there is not a wise man among you? No, not one that shall be able to judge between his brethren. But brother goeth to law with brother, and that before the unbelievers. So the question uh, that was, uh, the question that had been submitted or emailed to me was um, about taking brothers to court, but then also um, it says, I'm assuming that when it says we are judging angels here in verse number three, knowing not that we shall judge the angels, 
The question was, I'm assuming we're judging the fallen angels or will the others receive rewards, right? So just talking about the judging um, during this time. Um, and so we were just kind of starting at the beginning of it, talking about how Paul is writing to the church of Corinth that was a very carnal church. And unfortunately, there were in the church Christian brothers taking other Christian brothers to court, right? Taking them before the judges and things. And why, why, does Paul, why is Paul emphasizing that if there is a situation in the church between two brothers or two sisters or whatever, why is he emphasizing so much that this should not be done in a court of law? Remember what we were talking about? Why would this, should this not be done in a court of law? Okay, because we want to show unity as far as the body, right? Anybody else? There's kind, of, there's kind of one word that kind of sums it all up. Yeah. Okay, there's, there's God's law versus man's law, but why is, Paul, why is Paul saying, you know, it's better for Christians not to go before court, before the judge, right? Because, I mean... Um, you know, are there going to be times when a Christian brother may have to take a Christian brother to court? Yes, right? Um, but why is, he say, why is he encouraging us not to? Why is he saying, look, as best as possible, this ought to be resolved among the, the believers? Right, it's testimony, Right? Our testimony. How does the world see the church? Right? Because remember, the church is supposed to be what? It's supposed to be unified, but it is a picture of what? Christ. It's a picture of the body of Christ. Right? So the church is a picture of the body of Christ. So what the world, how the world sees the church is how they see Christ. Right? And so Paul is saying what's, what's sad, and again, this is, Corinth was a very, very carnal church, right? And so he says, there any of you have a matter against another, go to law before the unjust and not before the saints. So notice how he's kind of describing this. The believers, the saints, are going before the unjust instead of going before the saints for a ruling, Okay. And again, what is this telling the unjust about the believers? What does this tell the unjust about believers when believers are taking believers before the unjust? Ms. Don? Yeah. These people are supposed to be, supposed to be, right? They call themselves brothers, sisters, right? They're supposed to be one family, right? They're, they're supposed to be Christians and showing the love of God and, and yet they're taking one another before the unjust. Now again, remember in, in Paul's day um, Corinth was not quite like what we have in our society today. Okay, um, Corinth was a very worldly city. Um, it was very corrupt. Not that I'm not saying that we don't have corruption here in our country either. But, I mean, it was, it was just very corrupt. It was very, just a very wicked place, right? And so to, take, to have believers taking other believers before 
the unjust, Paul is saying this is just a, it is a bad testimony on the church. It's a bad testimony to Christ, right? We're supposed to be representing Christ here. And this is what he says. Do you not know that the saints shall judge the world? And if the world shall be judged by you, are ye unworthy to judge the smallest matters? He says, look, don't, don't, you, don't you know that one day we are going to, as believers, right? We know one day we're going to rule and reign with Christ on the earth, okay? And he says, is it, is it so hard for believers who are one day... Now, again, I understand that one day in our, we are going to have a glorified body, okay? But he says, is it, is it so hard for believers who one day are going to have a glorified body and are going to rule and reign with Christ on the earth? Is it so hard for believers to be able to discern these issues in this day? Is it, is it so hard for them to do that? He says... Um, in verse number four, if then ye have judgments of things pertaining to this life, set them to judge who are least esteemed in the church. I speak to your shame. And this is what he says. Is it so that there is not a wise man among you? No, not one that shall be able to judge between his brethren. He says, if, if there's nobody in the church that is, is wise enough, spiritual enough, to be able to take issues to to help resolve these things... <laughs> What does that say about the church? Now again, remember what we said. Why do, why do believers not want to take issues to believers in the church? Why do we want to take issues outside of the church to the unjust? Why do we want to do that? Because we don't want to be told by other believers what we should do. Right? Let, let me give you a case in point here, right? Um, so in Uganda, we had, we, had just, uh, we had our church there in Uganda. And um, there was a guy that had, we had thought, he said he got saved. And um, so we were kind of uh, trying to help him and... We let him live on the church property. Um, we let him stay on the church property because he didn't have a place to stay. So we were trying to help him. And so, you know, we, had, we bought a mattress. Um, you know, we bought some pots and pans, um, you know, like what they would use to be able to cook on a charcoal fire so that he could be able to make food. Um, and we, we kind of just, we, we were trying to help him, right? Well, come to find out, Again, I'm not really sure if this guy was saved or not, but he was doing some wrong things. And so the church ended up basically having to come and say, look, we need you to leave. We need you to get off the property, right? Um, and he said, well, um, he said, well, I'll leave, but I'm going to take um, the mattress and the pans and everything with me. And I said, no, 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 you're not. I bought those. The church didn't buy those. I bought those for you, right? Uh, and you're not taking those, right? Those, those are staying here. He said, no, I'm taking them. I said, no, you're not. He said, yes, I am. I said, no, you're not. So guess what we did, right? We went to the church, right? So we went to the church, okay? And um, Pastor John and some of the other guys were there, 
And I said, look, here's the situation. You guys know I bought these, right, for this guy. We were trying to help this guy. I bought these things, and uh, I bought the mattress. I bought the pans. I bought the bed sheets. You know, I bought all these things for this guy. Now, you know, we're saying he needs to leave, and so he's wanting to take this stuff with him, and I said he can't, and he says he's taking it with him. Now, here I am, right? I'm a missionary, right? I'm like, this is the church. I'm thinking this is an easy thing, right? The people in the church should see that I'm right, this guy's wrong, and they should side with me. This is what they said. Pastor, maybe you should just let him take it. What? No, I, I bought it. The, I paid, I spent my money on this. There's no way I'm going to let, he said, Pastor, why don't you just let him take it? He said, it's, it's not, I mean, we, we, they said, we understand that you bought these things, but wouldn't it be better, and this is what they said, wouldn't it be better for the testimony of the church just to let him take those things? I said, okay. I think you're right. Now, I'll be honest with you. I didn't want to hear that. I wanted them to side with me because I knew I was right. You know what that guy got that day? He got a mattress and bed sheets and pans. Cost me. But it helped to keep the testimony of the church. That's what we don't want to do. We're more concerned about our feelings and our rights and our pride than we are keeping the testimony of the church and the testimony of Christ. And that's why we don't want to take it to the church. That's why we don't want to take it to believers. We want to take it to the court of law because we understand, I, I think it was Brother Ken said, God's law or man's law. We understand the court is going to look at it maybe the way we want them to look at it and side with us, right? But what does that do to the testimony of the church? What, did that, what does that do to the testimony of Christ? And this is what he says, right? Is it not better... Watch verse number seven. Now, therefore, there is utterly a fault among you because ye go to law one with another. Why do ye not rather take wrong? He said, why don't you just take the wrong? Well, I'm not wrong. It doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. Just take the wrong. That's what he's saying. Why do you not rather take wrong? Why do you not rather suffer yourselves to be defrauded. You know why I didn't want to give up the mattress and the pans? Because I didn't want to be defrauded. I knew I was right. I knew he was wrong. And by the way, the church knew he was wrong too. The church knew his, his attitude was wrong. But they were more concerned about the testimony of the church and the community and the testimony of Christ. And they said, Pastor, maybe, maybe you should just let him take it. We don't want to be defrauded. Amen. 
we don't want to be the wrong because we're right. And we're going to make sure that they know we're right. We're going to make sure that everybody knows we're right, even if that means taking it to the courts. We're going to make sure that we are right. Now watch what he says. Nay, ye do wrong and defraud and that your brethren. He says, when we're so full of self that we are not concerned about the testimony of Christ, we're not concerned about the testimony of the church, we just want to make sure that everybody knows we're right and we're not willing to be defrauded in the situation. We're not willing to take the wrong. He says, you're actually the one that's doing the wrong. Now, again, are there going to be situations where it may need to be taken to court? Yes, there's no doubt about it. But why is that always the first option? Why is it that we don't bring it to the church? Again, does he say, is there not a wise man among you? Is there not somebody that we would say, hey, this person is wise, they are spiritual, we know they walk with God, we know they're going to be, they're going to have wisdom in this situation? Because if we would say, hey, there's nobody in the church that I think is spiritual, there's nobody in the church that I think is, is spiritual enough or wise enough to handle this situation, can I say that's a sad state of a church? There's nobody to take it to? It's not that there's nobody to take it to, it's just we don't want to take it to them. Because we're afraid that we might be the ones that are defrauded. And we don't want to be defrauded. Right? We want to make sure that we get known that we're right. And he said, what happens? You're doing this against your family. You're doing this against brethren. You're doing this against the body of Christ, right? And he said, wouldn't it be so much better to keep the testimony of the church, to keep the testimony of Christ, just to allow yourself to be defrauded in this instead of taking it to the court, right? Bring it to the church. Let the church decide. He says, look, one day we're going to be judging, we're going to be judging angels. We're going to be judging the, the, the world to come. I mean, how, how do we not, how are we not able to do that now? Right? I think, Ms. Donna, you got a question? Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, when you think about it, what, and again, maybe you could say, well, Pastor, your illustration is horrible. Maybe it's horrible, right? Well, think about what really is a mattress and some pans compared to the testimony of Christ? Am I, is, is, a, is a mattress and some pans really so important to destroy the testimony of the church in Christ just for some, a mattress and some pans? Ms. Don?
Oh, sure, 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 sure. Yes. No, yeah. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, please, please don't misunderstand what I'm saying, right? If we're talking about something that is illegal, right, we're talking about abuse or we're talking about, you know, inappropriate relationships and things like that, that's not what we're talking about, right? I mean, those things ought to be immediately reported to, to, the, to law, right? That, that should be immediately done, okay? That, that's not what we're, that's really not what we're talking about here. Um, obviously, if there is, and, and unfortunately, we've seen that in a lot of churches and things where there's inappropriate relationships and, it, and it's tried to be covered over and hidden in things. Look, if a law is being broken, like we're talking about a law, right, uh, we're dealing with minors and things like that or whatever, that, should, that is something that should be immediately reported to, to the law, right? Um, that's, that's not what we're talking about here, okay? Um, we're talking about basically, again, somebody has something against somebody, right? Yes, that's a great way to put it. Thank you, right? Yeah, we're talking civil matters, not criminal matters, right? Um, criminal matters should automatically be reported. No, I mean... There shouldn't even be a question about it, right? Um, but yeah, we're just talking about civil, civil issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, th- I thought I saw another hand somewhere. No? Yeah, Rob? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Um, so, again, he's saying, look, it's, it's important for the, the testimony of the church, for the testimony of Christ. Um, now, are there going to be times when maybe something is going to have to be taken to, to court, right? Um, you know, for whatever reason, let's say that, let's just say two people in the church, um, you know, somebody says, well, hey, I, I want to buy your house, and... You know, both of these people in the church, somebody buys a house, and, um, and then after, you know, buying the house or whatever, you know, they, they kind of, and, and I don't even know if this would really necessarily happen, because obviously you have banks and stuff involved, but they, they start not paying the person, you know, or they don't meet the agreement, you know. Um, obviously, that is something that, you know, hey, can be brought to the church, say, you know, hey, here's the situation, um, you know, this was the agreement that was made. This person is not following the agreement, right? Um, and obviously, in that situation, I would think that the church would be able to say, hey, look, brother, you made an agreement here. You need to follow it. You need to keep your word, pay the amount, or, or do whatever. Um, and then if, if that person still refuses to do that, then it may be a situation where it does have to go to, the, go to court, right? Um, where if it's, you know, if it's dealing with property or you know, something like that, where that may be something that the court has to decide on, right? Um, so I, I don't think that Paul is saying never, ever, 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 ever should a Christian take another Christian to court. I don't think that's what he's saying. I think what he's saying is the problem with the church of Corinth was that was the very first thing. Any, any issue they had with somebody, they wanted to take them to court. And again, why? Why did they want to take them to court, Right? Because they were a very carnal church. It was all about me, right? They didn't care about the testimony of the church. They didn't care about the testimony of Christ. They didn't care about whether they were going to hurt another brother or sister in Christ. They were not concerned about that. All they were concerned about was me and making sure I get my rights. I get what I want out of it, okay? And that is a wrong attitude, okay? 
And so when, and you see that when he says here, right, about this, uh, again, there, there should be spiritually uh, wise people among you, he says, um, that you should be able to take these things to, right? Uh, and here's, here's the other thing, right? If two, <laughs> now I may get myself into trouble here. Um, if two spiritual people, right, you have two spiritual people that have a fault against one another, I would hope if they're both spiritually mature that they would try to resolve that issue themselves, right? If for whatever reason they cannot and they bring it to the church, again, I would hope that if they're spiritual, right, and again, anybody can say, you know, I'm spiritual. By the way, spirituality does not mean I've been in church for 40 years, therefore I'm spiritual, right? Um, it has nothing to do with how long a person has been in church. But if two people who are spiritual have to take something before the church, I would think that if both people are spiritual, then they're willing to allow this to be brought to the church, and whatever the church decides, they're willing to abide by. Why? That's going to show, it's going to show their spirituality, Right? If this is what the church has said, then I'm willing to do that. Even if it means for me to take the wrong, even if it means for me to be defrauded, I'm willing to do that. If that's, if that's what the church has decided, um, and I believe that the people that we've talked to are spiritual, and, and I'm trying to be right with God as well, then I'm going to follow, I'm going to listen to the church. Okay? Um, I think what happens is um, we try to convince ourselves many times that we're spiritual in the situation, right? Um, and then what we do is we don't take issues to spiritual people, we take issues to people who are our friends. We take them to who are our friends who we know we can convince to be on our side and that they'll agree with us so that we get what we want out of it. Look, we know how to manipulate people, okay? Come on. We know how to manipulate, okay? Um, and what, that's what we do. We, we manipulate the situation to our advantage so that we get what we want out of it, okay? Instead of doing what God says and taking it to actually those who are spiritual in the church and wise and letting them look at the situation and see what they have to say about it, okay? Um, and again, I, th I, think, I think the whole issue goes back to me. It's all about me and what I want and what I'm going to get out of it and making sure that I'm right, okay? Um, and, and when there are situations that are being dealt with like this, it cannot be about me. Guess who it needs to be about? It needs to be about him. It needs to be about Christ and making sure that he is glorified and magnified even through this and what if that means that i have to take the wrong then so be it i'll take the wrong so that christ is still magnified through it by the way i believe that's what jesus did for you and me right i believe he took the wrong he took our wrong he didn't have any wrong but yet he was willing to take it for us right you understand what i'm talking about here and he says, that's what I'm asking you to do for him. There may be times when we have to, we're willing to take the wrong, to be defrauded. Again, that, that goes against our nature. That goes, that, I mean, just 
just saying that, you're probably sitting there thinking, I, no, I'm not. I'm not going to be defrauded. I'm not going to be wrong. See? Right? Brother Corey? Yeah. Right. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Right, yeah. Because when we don't get what we want out of it, guess what we end up doing? We start telling everybody else that whoever made the decision was wrong and they really didn't listen and they were on their, their side. And, and what do we do? We, again, we start trying to manipulate the situation. We start trying to get people on our side. And what happens, even sad, is we'll go outside the church. We'll go outside the church and try to get people on our side. And we'll have people outside the church thinking badly of people inside the church. And we don't care. Why? Because as long as I look good... That's what's most important. It's not if Christ looks good. Sorry? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, very good. Yes, Miss Patty? Um, just from the information that you've told me, I would say, yes, it does need to be resolved somehow, whether it's going to those individuals and resolving it. Um, again, I, I don't know the whole situation, don't need to whole, know the whole situation, but um, if there are those that know that they were in the wrong in the verbal things that they said, if they know they're in the wrong, they need to go to those people and apologize and make it right. Um, if they refuse to admit that they were in the wrong then, and this is, again, this is something that was obviously very visible, then yes, it needs to be, it needs to be dealt with. Um, and that's going to be, you know, whether it's going to be the pastor's wife or, you know, whoever needs to go and talk with them, try to help them realize that this, what they did was wrong or whatever, um, and then kind of proceed from there. But yeah, you just, you, you don't want to just let things go um, because again, that's, that's where, again, it starts causing division and strife and stuff in, in the church. Right, yeah. 
Yeah. And again, it, it does not say take it to the deacons, right? It says, is there not wise people among you, right? Is there not spiritual people? Just because somebody is a deacon doesn't mean that they're spiritual. Just because somebody has a position in the church doesn't mean they're spiritual, right? Um, now, you would hope when you look at the actual qualifications of a deacon, it is somebody who is spiritual. But unfortunately, in our society today, um, the office of a deacon looks nothing like the office of a deacon in Scripture. Nothing. The office of a deacon today is all about prestige, power, me, right? The office of a deacon in Scripture was all about serving. That's what it was. Um, and it says they were men full of faith and of the Holy Ghost. So these were spiritual men. Um, and these were the ones that were trying to help and serve, right? Um, so you would, you would hope and you would wish that if somebody has the office of a deacon, that that means they are spiritual. But in, um, in today's churches, it doesn't mean that at all. Um, and so it may not be the deacons that they go to. You know, um, it would be whoever, you know, who is a spiritually mature person in that church that it can be brought to and help to resolve this issue. And are the people going to listen, right, and acknowledge it? So, yeah. Um, again, it's, <laughs> what does it go back to? Me. It's all about me making sure I'm right, making sure I get what I want, right? Um, and that's where, you know, look, Paul, Paul talks about it. We have to die to self daily, daily, die to self, die to self, die to self. And our self does not want to die. Our self wants to reign. Mm -hmm. Real quick, Brother Corey. Right. Right, exactly. Mm hmm mm hmm mm hmm yeah. The, the, first, the first reaction that we have is we want to somehow prove that we're right and make sure that we're right. Whereas the first reaction we ought to have is how can I resolve this situation, make it right, even if that means that I am being defrauded? What can I do to resolve this even if it means, hey, I'm sorry, I, you know, I didn't mean for that to come out that way. I apologize. You know, let's let's make this right. Um, yeah, it's just, and it's and that's not what we want to do. It's not easy to do. So, all right, uh, let's pray. Father, we do thank you for this day, and uh, Lord, we ask that you would just continue to bless in the services to follow, and that you would be honored and glorified through it all. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen.